Welcome to Three Cops Talk. On this podcast, three active duty police officers discuss behind the scenes stories and real life accounts of what it's like to be a cop. Every episode, you'll get an inside look at the challenges and dangers they face on a daily basis, as well as the triumphs and inspirational moments that make it all worth it. If you want to understand more about the men and women who put their lives on the line for us every day, then this is the show for you. And now your hosts, Chris, Scott, and Sean. Hey folks, welcome back to another quick hit we're doing here, second one in a row. Um, Today, we've got a special guest host with us that I inevitably get his name wrong all the time because of all the, uh, the, uh, the, accent, uh, the accents that we have and right. things like that. But give it a try, John. Give it a try. He's, he's the do only it. ice that doesn't melt from Arizona. It's Kevin Amice, our ombudsman. We go back to episode 67. Check him out. Kevin's a guy that's done pretty much everything in the profession and we loved having him on the show. We wanted to bring him back because uh, Rich Uncle Chris, the Polish Fog's not here because he's got some things going. Um, he uh, aren't you going to say he's like building a roller coaster or something? Is it, yeah. Well, that, you you know what happened? Like he just got it. They came in. Do you, I don't know if you guys know this, but he went to high school with Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg really? was from South Bend. No, but he, they, they, the two of those guys, the two of those guys went to high school together, and they were pretty tight. You know, Pete Buttigieg went on and did his thing and moved on. And Chris, you know, you just part ways. But when Put, Pete Buttigieg, he came off of maternity leave. It was like the first email he got was from Chris. Like Chris was waiting for this stuff being held up through the supply chain stuff, and it was hard to sell because you couldn't get it. It was from Chernobyl oh, yeah. and from Russia, so it was really hard. One because of radiation, and two because of all the problems. You know, Russia and Ukraine. Right. So. Budigag finally was like, all right, well, I got to take care of this guy. I got to get this done. You know, he put the twins down and then he got right on his Blackberry and Budigag, boom, next day, that container was there. Nice. The containers were there with the That's roller coaster amazing. in it, <laughs> which is going to be like the, the backbone, the footprint the of footprint. his uh, his amusement park that he's building. We talked about this before in other shows. Like, uh, Chris is going to be like, it's going to be the Polish equivalent of Disneyland. Right. And it's really wild. And like with the shipping container came a container worth uh, like of Polish workers came with it as well. You're going to have a tiger section in Florida. When opened up, those guys, they were were really ready to go. But uh, the park's going to be completely modeled like based upon Poland or what it's like to live in a Polish neighborhood in the United States, things like that, like recreating a lot of those things. So all the workers uh, will actually be barefoot so they don't get the carpet all messed up when you're there. So everywhere you go, all the carpets will not, all the workers will not have shoes on to be completely carpeted. And actually the guests will use the downstairs, like the tunnels, like they do in Disney. Like you're not allowed to come in and mess the place yeah, yeah, up. They don't want to trash yeah, the place. Right. So it's like really cool in that sense. And like, there's like kielbasa stands everywhere. Yeah, like everywhere you go, it's like, yeah. Right, your extra pierogies, like they're trying to do with the uniforms are um, white track suits. Right, exactly. And everybody is like, and, and uh, Epcot Poland, everybody's banging on sheet metal no matter what neighborhood it is. Because they're like, and Chris has got a plan that as soon as the park's ready to be open, they're immediately going to begin pr- uh, construction on it again. Because that's like, they're always like, right? the Haunted Mansion is like the cleanest ride in the park. Because if you've ever gone to a Polish cemetery, it's like nicer than most people's yards. Mm-hmm. You know, like the goddamn plot. Yeah, the goddamn you know, plot. They got to go, yeah. work on the goddamn plot. <laughs> yeah. And the biggest, the biggest, the biggest point is though what Chris is trying to be like, uh, you know, Walt Schwarzenski instead of Walt Disney. Right. It's like Walt Schwarzenski. Right. Um, and and the problem is is that they can't find a cryogenic chamber big enough to fit Chris's head <laughs> in it. And the only word Polish word that Chris really knows because he's been really Americanized is 
Jimna, 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 like means cold. Like it has yeah. to be cold. And the Polish workers are like, what are you what? talking about? Yeah. Like in Polish, Dobrze. obviously. Dobrze. But like, yeah, right. That's Good. the park. No, yeah. Like, like he brought these guys in. They're all willing to work. They're working really hard. They're great employees for him. From what I understand, he's really like, no labor issues at all. I mean, even even so, like the Polish labor movement was what brought down the Soviet Union solidarity. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Um, but like. It, it's going to be great. That's why he's it's not gonna here. It's going to be great. He's, when your tickets go on sale, it's going to be totally tickets. great. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. It's uh, yeah. We'll get you and, a season uh, pass. Okay. That, yeah, and every every band is a polka band. Like they instead of fireworks, they do like a three hour polka no. that you've got to dance around, you know, in the park. It's it's crazy. Like Dawn Patrol polka goes on for two hours. It's like it's gonna it's I, it's gonna be second to none in the this park. It's amazing. United this is real. I didn't it's, I didn't know there was so much be, in the works already for this. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I kind of he's kind of giving me a little extra responsibility here, and sometimes he discloses some of the Disclose. some of the uh, yeah. information for That's us. As much as you can well, say, they'll be uh, the agreement. Yeah, right. Uh, Rich, Chris, we miss you. We want you to come back. I'm not replacing. Chris, come on fans. back. I'm not replacing you. Don't worry. <laughs> right, 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 right. Kevin is irreplaceable, but he is filling in for Chris. And then obviously, you know, the thrifty Norwegian has joined us as well. <laughs> well, today we're talking about is something that's right up the Norwegian's alley, just like uh, the search warrant stuff. Um, a lot of these problems that a lot of cities and areas that are having with these street takeovers with cars, like what it's turning into young people using cars, like America is no doubt the most automobile-based society in the history of mankind. Mm-hmm. Your freedom in America is largely measured through your automobile. Like, like I'd say to some people, even though it's a privilege, it's definitely it's something that's in the realm of a right. Because if you don't have a car, there's a lot of things you can't get done with your life. Right. Like when the elderly run out of the ability to drive, mm-hmm. their freedom is severely curtailed. And when you think about it, like we're an automobile-based society, drive-throughs with food, things like that. You go to Europe, you spend any time there, like on a station there. Um, Automobiles are important. Like Germany was a, you know, really great automobile society, but it's still a lot of people walked to a lot of well, a lot of public transportation too, right? I mean, they had a good pretty, they had pretty right, good, absolutely, yeah. uh, very efficient. Everybody has a bullet train there. The bullet trains were really cool. <laughs> yeah, everyone has a bullet train. The German rail system, what is known, like, is very, it is very efficient. It's like the Germans are known for their efficiencies yes. for a lot of mm-hmm. nefarious or mm. infamous reasons. But when you're taking a train in Germany and you're trying to get out of Oktoberfest. It is like literally like it's it's, it's like you can't yeah. go. <laughs> I gotta go pee again. Not like trying to leave a Cubs the game on the red line or something. They're not yeah. gonna wait for you. right exactly. It's, uh, <laughs> it's very efficient. You don't have to hang on the outside of it, which is also kind of nice about a westernized nation. Um, but you know, it's, it's a little less romantic, I say. But right. the bottom line is, is that it's very efficient. efficient. But in the United States, like kids start driving early. I mean, like cars are a huge mm-hmm. part of our existence. Like my son just got his driver's license at 16. And a lot of states only recently, even while we were on the job, a lot of states didn't have the whole, you can't drive at certain hours. Mm-hmm. You got to go through, you know, a lot more training than you used to. And people still don't drive. Like the leading cause of death in America for the longest times until we had started a serious uh, prescription drug problem in the United States was automobiles killed more people than anything. Yeah. And again, what we're seeing now is a lot of these cities, particularly in California, that are struggling with it, but it's not just been unique to there. Scott, I'm sure you're going to be able to speak to California. Kevin's going to be able to speak to what he's seen uh, out in, in Arizona. And it's like super hot out there. So everything like melts. So I'm sure there's some really kind of a lot of hot pavement, hot pavement, pavement and things like that. <laughs> oh, is, it, is that how it works? Oh, okay. Um, but one of the things that's concerning about it is it's actually kind of growing out of control of the police. People think, Oh, well the police, why aren't they solving this? Well, 
you know, as these guys will tell you, you got 200 cars that show up to these events and they're largely orchestrated through social media and things along those lines. Some of the limitations that we're seeing in our ability to kind of keep up with this. Plus, it's a lot of young people that are subject to juvenile law, which is completely different, mm-hmm. as we've talked about, than, you know, adult charges for folks. So uh, I'm going to let these guys launch on it a little bit. Maybe we can start with Scott from what he's seen up there in uh, Chicago and some of the the problems, the peripheral issues from that. And then, cause he's a car guy. He's an yeah. for this. Well, I told you, I, I was, I was struggling today with car issues, you know, I mean, it's, it's, this is, this is part of my life. Uh, yeah. I mean, up here, it's definitely, these things are popping up more. Some of them we're aware of, some we're not. Um, again, a lot of it is, is put out on social media. So, you know, we're looking at that. I mean, it's stuff that everybody can see out there, you know, that it's coming. Um, I guess like what, one of the problems is, one of the problems is that some of these things actually start out as kind of more controlled, um, you know, not such a, a broadcast car event, and then they get kind of hijacked by some of these other people that take them over. But the the pop up things like those, the, like what you're talking about, is not so much car shows, but like the groups of cars that just overtake, you know, a downtown area, or they overtake a parking lot, or you know, some kind of roadway, you know, where it then starts creating a problem and traffic problems and the police get involved and um you know from the we we don't have a huge problem with it i maybe so much in the suburbs but you see it happen a lot more in the city chicago and Mm -hmm. it's 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 getting to the point where it's it's completely jamming up um roadways and bridges and and expressways and i i don't Mm -hmm. know you know from a law enforcement standpoint all you can really do i mean a lot of what we do is just monitoring it and then when you're addressing it, um, we did have a pretty significant one a couple of years ago that was one of these pop-up ones. And fortunately, we had a significant amount of officers that were working that night and were able to kind of get around it and get a handle on it. Um, but, you know, it was one of these ones that was getting out of control, people burning out of parking lots, almost running into people, almost running people over. We actually got a couple of guns out of that. So, you know, it, they're promoted as just like, and people think, oh, it's just kids being kids and they're just this, you know, group of kids getting together. Well, not always, like you said, you got other crime that spins out of it. And some of the people that are involved, you know, are maybe there because they're looking to stir it up more so than being there just because they want to do something related to cars. When you say monitor, what do you mean by modern? Like you go there and monitor the event? Like, what are you talking about? Um, well, you know, we'll look at, we'll look at social media and see what's getting posted on social media and we'll follow it. Um, you know, because a lot of these, a lot of these will give updates on what's going on. A lot of them will give location changes if they think like it's a hot place for you know law enforcement, or it's going to be just one of these ones like, hey, they're going to mob a huge amount of cars together and go and hit somewhere and take over that. So uh, honestly, a lot of times people are dumb enough to leave that stuff open on social media. So from a law enforcement standpoint, you can actually kind of put somewhat of a plan together. And we might not use, you know, all marked cars or things like that. We might be using other, uh, you know, avenues to kind of monitor and see what's going on and then try to, you know, basically like nip it as, you know, as, qu- as quick as you can before it turns into being something problematic. So how was it received your plan when you were putting in for chief, when you had that plan, when you were putting in for chief, Scott, where you were like, here's how I'm going to like become part of the, like it's community outreach. You're actually going to have a car that does the same exact thing, but you're going to put the word over the agency. How was that received? Not well? Uh, well, you, I'm, st- I'm, I'm still a sergeant. I, I'm, sorry, I, I'm, I'm still, I'm still a sergeant. So it'll just, let's just, we'll just leave. Let's just leave it at that. I, you know, this isn't comfortable to talk about. Let's let's transition over to Kevin. I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to talk. I'm not ready to talk about it. I'm not. I'm not ready to talk about it. But Kevin, what are you seeing out there in the Great Southwest? 
Well, in the Southwest, it's obviously close to California. Um, the the issues we have is street takeovers. So two, three hundred cars will come. They'll take over an area, a neighborhood, and they'll do car and they'll do high speed car races. So you have a whole bunch of issues. A you're in somebody's neighborhood, they're doing dangerous things with cars, they're speeding, and they're blocking off traffic. So when a lot of people talk about, hey, you know, they're just kids out there having fun. Yeah, some of them are, but when you're taking over the when you're literally closing down a street at eight, nine o'clock at night so you can have street races, there's a lot of liability and a lot of danger that that comes with that. And that's what we see out here. We joked about it a little bit earlier, but like the I said of like the, the car show was like there any nexus that you could see that this crew of people could ever be like, all right, well, you know, like if we can't beat them, we join them kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Like it's obviously it's constructive in the fact that people are in the automobiles and things like that. I'll give it to them. Like they're a lot more knowledge of cars and stuff like those guys are very knowledgeable. It's also very dangerous because now they're turning it into let's loot the Seven Eleven as opposed to going in there and just, you know, being a normal customer with 200 people coming <laughs> right. through. Normally a business owner would be like, great, man, the foot traffic completely picked up. Oh yeah. So much foot traffic. All of the foot traffic like, smashed in here and took everything at one time is not what probably the person had in mind. But right. Do you, I mean, like you're in your guys' experience, do you think like, especially as supervision, like you, know, you maybe have access to things that some of the rest of us don't, do you see there could ever be a nexus if anybody could come up with some creative idea to allow these kind of things to happen? Like, cause grown men, adult men, like have like race car driving clubs that they convert former airfields into. And you can take your Audi that's souped up or we went through a training site that did that. And people would say, well, what's the difference? Well, I mean, it's controlled and it's, you know, professionalized. Do you ever see anything like that being able to happen that maybe provide another viable option for young people? I mean, I know that I don't, I don't know that you could come up. I don't know that you could come up with a plan where any form of that's going to be okay. But, um, I know at least with that we've tried to do uh, on on a couple occasions do some proactive stuff with people that we know that are running some of these events and not like the car shows but these groups of, you know that just go around and wind up things being problematic and try to reach out to them ahead of time and just say hey you know if we're more than happy to like coexist if you want to do an event you want to ha- you want to let us know where it's going to mm-hmm. be you want to let us know that you're going to maybe have some people as part of your group that are going to, you know, grab a hold of the people that are start doing reckless stuff and cause it to be a big problem for everybody else. That's, I mean, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like the same mentality, I guess, of like protests where you try to get with the people that are working that event ahead of time and say, Mm -hmm. Hey, we want you to, we want you to be able to do your thing, but let's all make sure we're kind of on the same page so nobody gets hurt. Yeah, absolutely. This guy's point. Most of the people that show up are there because they love cars. It's a car show type thing. They're just kind of hanging out with each other. And a lot, like you said, with the protests, a lot of the issues are the same. There's always just, there's usually a small group of people that just hijack it for their own purposes and generally leads to some sort of illegal activity. Everyone else is just there kind of have fun. And all of a sudden we're having, the police are having to respond to a a much smaller group that are starting to cause Mm -hmm. Issues in the neighborhood. Well, I mean, like everything else on social media, it's sensationalized. You see the ones where like a cop showed up and got, you know, the guys doing that 
fishtail thing. And forgive me if I'm using the wrong terms. Drifting around them. Dr- drifting. 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 You know, it's like, I, yeah. I think that sometimes that maybe the uh, Fast and Furious 17, where they're actually racing on the Death Star at this point, because they've run out of decent <laughs> ideas, that it's like, <laughs> when are we going to let this all go? But I mean, I, I'm not saying that art imitates life, but that's kind of what's going on here. So you see a guy that, you know, like me, is out there, hey, you can't stop. And then he gets, you know, smashed into by a car or a business owner or something like that. that I mean, there's kids hanging outside of windows. You see, they go getting ejected out. These are things we're trying to avoid. And they're doing that in that. And mm-hmm. the people are like, well, the police aren't doing anything. My kid just got hurt because the police didn't do anything. Well, we just came off of like four or five years of anything that we did do. We had to use, you know, normal tactics that the public didn't know we were willing to engage in to take control of somebody. Now we're dealing with the added threat of a moving automobile. What are we supposed to do? Crash our cars into them, rip them out of the cars and hurt yeah, them even worse. It's like a no-win situation for the police to move forward with this. What do you guys think just from your experiences and working where you are, you know, you've kind of moved through the ranks more than, you know, maybe Chris or I did, but what are your thoughts on that? How we can move forward with it? At least controlling it. Uh, the only way you're going to control is kind of by preventing it and getting in front of it through kind of what Scott was saying earlier with social media and contacting the leaders of these groups uh, and trying to get it mm-hmm. from once you have two or 300 cars out there doing pretty much whatever they want. I mean, you could throw 10 cops at it. They'll go away eventually, but there's not a whole lot you can do mm-hmm. enforcement action at that time. Now, there's a lot of follow-up stuff you can do right. for to hold people responsible. Right. Yeah. But at that time, it's just it's just limited. Well, and we, uh, yeah, our I mean, our approach has been, you know, we 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 will identify areas where that kind of stuff is going on, and we'll do you know special details on those areas or or put people out there, and I mean, unfortunately, you know, the 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 enforcement is the biggest part of it. You know, the people that you do to try to stop cars and you. you know, that actually do stop or that people that you may contact with, you know, you have to, you have to write tickets. You have to, you have to do that kind of stuff to stop it. We also do um, like, you know, we'll have like a, a, just a traffic enforcement details that we'll run um, at different times during the week. And same thing, just geared towards like those more problematic things and those groups of cars that are, you know, you know that you start seeing them. I'm sure you guys see it the same thing. You see, you see these groups of cars coming into your town, and you know something's brewing. And it's a matter of getting out in front of that and and having to have you know some special details to address it once in a while. Uh, you know, there's a couple of things that I read that I've seen seen so so far. Two things: L.A. the LAPD is going to consider seizing of vehicles, whether they are actually able to make contact with the car or not. If the the car is plated. Obviously, they can write the plate if it matches it up as reasonable suspicion to believe that the vehicle could be seized. And that that's a great idea. You're going to be rolling around with wreckers seizing these cars. Now, they're going to have to make a serious investment if you're a serious straight racer and you want to take that over to, you know, hide the vehicle. It can't just be sitting in your driveway or your car. They're going to be able to have the plate come back to it. And they're going to be making contact with the registered owners of the cars, things like that. Um, People decide to start like the motorcyclists have been doing this for years, taking the plates off their cars or bending them up real quick. It doesn't stop people from doing it, but there's definitely seriously some deterrence. And then there's some one actual like physical deterrence that they're going to do in some, I think Compton, which is like, you look back at Compton and it started out as stuff as innocent as those, what are those cars that they're jumping cars? What are those things? 
They're like, like Monte Carlo's. Like the low riders? Load, what they the call low them? riders? Yeah. With the hydraulics? Another technical term that mm-hmm. would be very easy for me to understand, but seeing as <laughs> now, I was like, I have no idea what a car is. Yeah. Like Scott was a low rider, you mean? Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, um, but, that, you know, those were kind of like not innocent. And, and I'm not saying that like it's like those guys would be like, don't call us innocent. We're badass. But, you know, those cars are moving down the streets. much more of a commitment to the art of the car mm-hmm. and the love of it. This is just about destruction and racing and screeching and doing whatever. It's really cool. But the bottom line is, is like, Maybe there isn't that like, you know, you got a guy that's on a crotch rocket versus a guy in a Harley. The guy in a Harley, the last thing he wants is anything bad to happen with his bike. Mm-hmm. So he's going to get run over by somebody, but he ain't going to run anybody over. The guy in the crotch rocket is like, you know, yeah. death rocket. Weaving in and out of, of cars and all kinds of yeah, stuff. And, yeah. and that's some of the similarity that I see in this. But what they're doing is they're putting these things called dots, bots, dots in the roadways in Compton's. So it supposedly is going to interfere with the car's ability to do that screeching thing in the donuts in the intersection so you're yeah do, donuts right the other thing another thing the cop i should know what a donut is at least um but the bottom line <laughs> on, is that, like you know, you're you let me down here man right yeah now. yeah it's like, right right totally yeah but you know it, it's like you look at it and like i thought donuts were like you know something but this is like i'm watching a video of it right now it's like what the hell i mean that's gotta cost you money to the tires, right? I'm not a car guy. Like, I'll let tires yeah. go bald just because I'm – what do you have to do with tires? I think you just put air in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> that kind of stuff. Like, you have to rotate them and everything. You mean, like you that. Have, My wife you mean they don't last the life of the car? What are you talking about? <laughs> right. Yeah, well, yeah, right, I, I thought, exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, like I'm uh, Ralph's dad in, uh, in A Christmas Story with the tires, which is they were rubber. <laughs> right. and they, yeah. they had no tread on them. Like, <laughs> no tread on them. Yeah. Well, uh, it. Um, <laughs> but, like, I look at these tires and I'm thinking to myself – that's got to cost tread, and then you got to change those treads out. Yeah, but you I don't mean, listen. You, if you want to look good doing that, you don't care about that. Like you want to look good, you gotta. Really? You're gonna. Yeah, you're really? gonna. You're gonna smoke those tires. I mean, I'm not saying I've ever done that. I'm just saying. I'm just I, saying I, yeah. I am actually getting a question. I might know a guy right, 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 who's right, done that, right, right. and I'm saying that guy. Right. That's what he would tell right. you. It's like. You don't, you're, right. you know, right. you're going to sacrifice some tires to put right. on the good smoke show. You know, it's just, tires are easy to Scott's going to die. Scott's <laughs> going to spike out his hair with blonde tips and he's going to go undercover and do this. Yeah. I look hey like guys. What's yeah. going on? Hey, hey right. dudes. Yeah. I look like Guy Fieri, you know, and, uh, like, yeah, and they're like, who? But you got Velcro <laughs> shoes. You got Velcro <laughs> shoes. I, hey, like, who, I don't think that guy, hey, I think he might be a narc. Who's that cool he's guy? With Velcro shoes and the high and the, and yeah, the frosted right, tips. Right. Oh yeah, he's new to the. He's he's the, the game. Guy. Yeah, he's new to the yeah, game. To the game. <laughs> Don't worry about it. He's definitely not a cop. He's crazy, right. man. He's totally not right. a cop. Right. And, I, and I'm I'm wearing like the those glasses that have the cameras in them, like the you know the the like the. <laughs> hey guys, this is what I got. What do you guys have? Driver's license. This is the address I have on my driver's license. <laughs> Anyway, like, don't let, oh, wow, let wow. that guy in on our Facebook page. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Scarn. Michael is who you are. Scarn. <laughs> <laughs> well, but uh, we figured we'd kind of get out there and talk a little bit about that and just let people know that that's going on. I mean, they even did this down here in, in Charleston, like, which is kind of a. On the bridge, on the bridge, right? The bridge. The South, they did it on the bridge. Yeah, the Ravenelli oh. took part of it over. Like if you like jump a curb there, Does you that work on over the side. If you don't land on top, if you don't land on top of a cruise ship or a <laughs> container <laughs> ship, you're going right. That's a pretty How do you let rubber on dirt I mean, roads? We were doing that. Like that. 
yeah. ideally rubber right. on dirt roads. Yeah, I mean, all right. Nice. Yeah. That's some sort of a connotation that we're going to civilize down there. That's what uh, I understand. You're the oldest, one of the oldest Curious. cities in America. Shouldn't put up with this. No. Right. We're doing it with those like horse-drawn wagons. Right, right, yeah. Off around here, you're doing the tours. Yeah. All pissed off it. The horses yeah. are just going crazy. How is that horse drifting that wagon around that fountain <laughs> downtown <laughs> Charleston? <laughs> It's amazing. Oh my God! What's happening? No, this is not. No. Well, and then we'll call Kevin in because he was a mounted cop, and he'll go undercover. Oh yeah. But he'll grow out a big long illegal horse racing. Oh yeah. The old west. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Anyway. Well, we'll wrap on that one um, and just kind of give you all a heads up. Keep an eye out for that. If you see these kind of things, these telltale signs, one, obviously stay away from it if you can. Um, if your kid's driving a car like that, it doesn't automatically mean he's doing it. But it's definitely something you should be interested in, in knowing and knowing what's going on. And again, it's only going to get more and more popular as more and more people like us are talking about it and certainly on social media. And eventually, uh, you know, your government's going to have to respond to it in some way, shape or form because it's turning into other things. You know, if it was just as innocent as people just tooling around in cars and doing that, that's one thing. It's dangerous, whatever. But now now it's turning into mobs of people looting stores and everything else because, you know, I don't know about you, but when I'm having a good time, the next thing I think about is possibly is looting. Anyway, that being said, we appreciate you uh, listening and checking us out. If you need to get a hold of us, we got a one-stop shop for you now. Uh, you just go to our webpage, which is www.3copstalk.com, and you can get a hold of us via email, uh, messaging, uh, learn about our guests, our guest hosts as well go back to episode 67 and listen to go west young man and you'll learn a lot more about our ombuds my favorite episode i'm ice i'm ice I yeah said, his, I favorite, his favorite episode it's weird though just to make it mrs home state a little bit more am ice am ice come to the office your father has brought your lunch right. <laughs> with that we'll see y'all soon bye-bye right, bye-bye see ya <laughs> Ever wanted to ask a police officer a question? Mail your questions to 3CopsTalk at gmail.com. That's the number 3, CopsTalk at gmail.com, and we'll answer them on the show. Follow us on Instagram at 3CopsTalk. That's the number 3, CopsTalk. Thanks for listening, and stay safe out there.